forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell tell on the the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, real spooky things that have happened to you that you tell us about. And uh, it's a comedy podcast primarily. Anna and I are two very fearful people who like to laugh about things that scare us. So think of this as though like the supporting cast of Mary Tyler Moore um, is stuck in an autopsy room with a zombie who's slowly coming to life. Correct. Um, Andrew, all of your examples make me wish that I were better at knowing my own industry. Um, <laughs> and it's it, listeners have heard me say, uh, yeah, totally, about people that I have never <laughs> are you, watched you their a, actual things. Were you not a watcher of Mary Tyler Moore? No, <gasps> wow. I should be. I, I know, it's rough. Anna, I had a very dumb idea for a sketch that I never wrote because I thought the audience would be so small, but it would just be called Mothra Tyler Moore, and it would be Mothra <laughs> like trying to start her life over, and she goes to work for a small um, <laughs> news channel. <laughs> oh, my God. And she takes off and throws just a bunch of her like moth wing dust yes. into the air yes. in the freeze frames. Yeah, they're like, Mothra, oh our news God. guy can't read the teleprompter. And she like floats into the sky and explodes into dust and suddenly and- he can. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, do I love Mothra or not? Uh, we all do. Don't we love Mothra, folks? Um, we do, we do. <laughs> um, God, I, I, Andrew... I love that idea. Number one. Thank you. Number two. Um, I, maybe I should watch Mary Taylor Moore. You should. It's very um, fun. I, I watched like Happy Days and like um, anything that was on when I turned on the TV. I yes. watch it. Yes. Um, but that's two. And number three is that Andrew and I are recording from the East Coast. We are. We are both. We're we're in the same time zone again, but this time we're both in New York. We are. We're separate. We're separate. We are separate. We are socially distanced um, from each other. Um, I am quarantined in Chris's parents' house on one side of the house until we get tested uh, this week so that we can all be safe to talk to each other. But for the time being, we've just been hanging out from like 10 feet apart on the back patio, which has been really lovely. We love it. Are you doing a mask when you're outside and they think doing, you're crazy? We are doing a mask um, if we are closer than like 10 to 6 yeah. feet outside. Yeah. Um, but then we are in a little living room and have a little bathroom for ourselves. You're in the mother-in-law suite, we which are. is such a coup. We are. And it's been really lovely. Um, and yeah, I mean, he, here's the thing. It's like, you know, if, if as many precautions can be taken, um, especially if everyone's getting tested and wearing masks and using whatever precautions they can, that seems to be the safest way for us to interact with each other. Yes. Um, as it turns out, human beings are addicted to each other. Um, so it's about being safe. Um, that's great. I am in my Brooklyn apartment for the first time in five months. Um, Jason and I were living in Los Angeles with our, with my dog, who is his, um, he's sort of like a a substitute teacher. That's kind of their vibe. (laughs) It's not his dog. I don't think. Um, but we were living out there and we're back now because, at some point, my work will start up again, and 
just wanted to be here and quarantined and in place well before that would happen. Um, right. And Andrew and I flew on the same plane. We sure did. In, in the same row on the opposite side. Yeah. So what we did was we all double masked and had shields mm-hmm. and um, wiped our our asses down and our seats <laughs> down and sat and didn't say a damn word. Not and, a word to each other. Whole time. Um, and what we did was if you're flying with someone that you have been quarantined with, you get in the same row. And if you're traveling together, you can sit next to each other. So one person sits in the middle seat. Mm-hmm. So then the aisle seat is free. Um, Jason and I did a little bit of that. Um, but Andrew, I know you stuck with your aisle. Um, did you feel safe? I did. I did feel safe. There was only one woman in front of us. Um, Anna, yeah. behind you, there were two toddlers who appeared to be voiced by like successful voice actors who play toddlers. These were not children yes. who had voices of children these were the voices of children imitated by adults it was one of the they strangest like, things it was weird to hear a child say like wah wah mommy <laughs> wah it was like what are you proving i don't my, know what's going on my favorite quote of the whole flight was at one point one of the kids said give me that now pause please and i was like no that's not no this is a 45 year old woman yeah, she's phoning it in. She makes too much money to try, which is a point of success that I fear. Um, I get it. You get but yeah, it. so uh, what we would say is uh, ultimately we feel safe and we're quarantining and being like really methodical about it and oh, then yeah. getting tested and still isolating. Because you know what? This is the time where you just want to be like, there's no ghosts in this house. Mm. We're all fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because Chris is so both of Chris's parents have had it, have had COVID. Chris and I have had it. Chris's uh, our future sister-in-law has had it. Weirdly, Chris's brother did not get it, which is very strange. Um, Weird. And he didn't have antibodies. um, I forget whether he got the antibody test. It could have been. Which like the antibody test feels like it's just sort of fan fiction at this point. Like I can't tell. (laughs) It's so hard. I know. So hard to tell. Our friend Emily made a joke where she was like, um, the, the antibody test is you just go in a room with a very old woman and she holds onto your face and she tells you whether you had it or not. (laughs) Yeah. I would trust that more. Oh yeah. But um, we're not saying we're not advocating against uh, getting tested. You absolutely should. You know, something is better than nothing. Um, But yeah, I mean, they but because Chris's brother and and our future sister-in-law, because she had it, they quarantined themselves for, you know, however many weeks. Um, So everyone luckily has been really observing as many precautions. um, Yeah. And you guys both had it. Oh as my gosh. Yeah, we Chris and I Chris and remember? I just be safe. We quarantined for like <laughs> a month. <laughs> Andrew, remember when you had COVID during COVID? I do. And I Anna, it is so wild. Do you remember like in a pretty early episode, <laughs> I know we've talked about this before, but it like maybe the first week there was talk of <laughs> the coronavirus happening in China and you were like Andrew, you're going to get it and you're going to be the first one to get it. And I was like, "Oh, I know." And then, gentle listener, I was. <laughs> you simply were. I got it so early. It was crazy. <sighs> it's crazy that I didn't get it either because we saw each other and recorded an episode together. I know. And I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I must have. It, it's very, it's very strange. I think my, yeah, my symptoms started up like 
a day after I got to LA and you and I were supposed to record at the forever dog studio in LA. And I was like, just to be safe, I'm not feeling well, let's reschedule. And then like a day later, the whole world had shut down. Crazy. Truly. We were like, wait, we're not going to go. <laughs> um, anyway, so everyone's had COVID and that is good. And we like that. <laughs> we, um, but you're still being so safe, which is so important. I think, um, I don't know. You guys win the safety award oh. in terms of like, you can't just assume that you're fine. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, it's funny. These, like these, these little inconveniences that, that can seem frustrating or like obstacles are just there. What we have to do in order to protect vulnerable people around us. And it just is how is best to function, I think. Yeah. And it's always like, I'm always glad that I was safe yesterday. You yes. know, like anytime I'm in the moment thinking of like, yeah, maybe I can hug my dad. Right. I'm always glad that I didn't because right. you never know how you're going to feel the next day. You know, yeah, just give it a little bit. When are, are you're getting tested in a couple of days? A couple of days. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere, somewhere. It's crazy. It like you get a recommendation from someone who got tested in June and then someone else is like, no, that place is just on fire now and is bad. And <laughs> well, this so is- you really have to like get advice from someone who was tested like within the last few days. I mean, so Anna, yeah. Anna, speaking of scary things, Anna and Jason and Chris and I, uh, you know, we're getting tested in LA, which is like the mouth swab tests. And I guess here in New York, it's primarily the deep nasal swab tests. Yep. And, um, and, and I think if I'm doing this early, my scary thing that happened to me this week is, uh, when Chris and I were like, yep, we're going to go get the nasal swab test. Everyone was like, it is the worst thing. Like it, they, everyone, tr- <laughs> like truly, I mean, millions of people have gotten the test at this point. Um, but for whatever reason, we just got like a spate of people being like, get ready, buckle up because your nose is never going to be the same, which can't be true, but I'm sure it must be invasive feeling. Yeah. I feel like, uh, Anyone who's had a pap smear or penis right. in them right. has complained a lot less than anyone else I know. Every straight man's like, it's awful. I'm like, yeah, I know. Wow. Oh, that is a very lower, good l- less, less than ideal uh, <laughs> thing in order to get this thing I want. No. My God, oh, that's how boy. I feel about men not wearing masks. It's like, yeah, you're doing this uncomfortable thing for the greater good. I know you do. We everybody's just not just used to it. Just, just wear, just wear a mask if you're going to be around people. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, yeah. So anyway, we've talked about anyway. we talked about the real life scary issues facing you and yours today, and now we're going to get to something more fun, scary. Oh wait, I'm so sorry. I have one more thing to say. Oh please, um, this is scary related. Um, sort of to bridge from scary fam to scary core to scary stories. Oh, yes. um, my parents and I had an outdoor picnic in the park in chairs that were farther away than they wanted them to be. They wanted to be fully open mouth kissing me and Jason, but we had to put on masks and they were like, what are those on your faces? I was like, please don't do this. Um, I'm exaggerating. They're fine. But anyway, we were sitting so far apart in the park and we're all just talking about how nice it was. And the weather has been not great lately. And it was beautiful that day. And um, I then saw people standing and looking at, this is my scary thing that happened to me this week. I saw people standing and looking up at a tree, which in Prospect Park immediately, I've lived in this neighborhood long enough. I know that that is nothing other than a hawk is eating something yes. face. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like two people who are like sort of carrying a pizza or something looking up going. Uh. Oh, no. <laughs> <And> so 
<laughs> we looked up and there is a hawk the size and shape of Ladybird. Uh maybe bigger. It was it was Jack Russell Terrier sized. Oh. Eating um either a small plate of spaghetti <laughs> or the insides of a squirrel. Oh. And the way that it played out was as if someone were ramping up in order of grossness. Oh. Like first we saw, I guess the grossest would be insides. Cause it was like noodles all day. Oh God. Um, and <laughs> then it was like, we saw, <laughs> we saw a damn foot oh. kind of flop up. No. And then the foot was there. was, Jason was not looking. My mom is a vegetarian, so she was just like, I don't know which is worse, actually looking at what's happening or looking at everyone's faces reacting to it. <laughs> so it was like a mix of me and my parents and Jason talking about like what COVID has been like for us and just expressing our love and gratitude of being together and then going, ah! <laughs> oh and, my uh, God. The head flopped up at one point. Oh. So just in between being like, yeah, you know what? She was sick and now she's feeling better, but her lungs, her lungs are still not. <laughs> and it was eating the tail. It was going to oh. town. Um, but I, yeah, that's that's a good question. Would you rather look at the squirrel or look at someone being more scared? That's a good point. I oh, I don't know the answer to that personally. I feel I feel probably what I would do is I would start by looking at the squirrel and then I would revert to just looking at reactions. I mean, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw what they're reacting to. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I do during scary movies, uh, during a part that I know is going to oh, scar smart. me. I look at Jason. On the bright side, Anna, now I'm imagining that uh, uh, like a different hawk eating a small plate of spaghetti next to the two dogs from Lady and the Tramp. And it's like as they're having their romantic <laughs> moment, it just zooms over to the hawk and the hawk is like, you know what? Tonight's about me. I'm romancing myself tonight. <laughs> the hawk's like, I have not been single since I was literally two months old. <laughs> And like, this actually feels good. It doesn't feel like I'm lying to myself that it feels good. Like it actually feels good, which for me is huge because like I've always equated being single with like being pathetic or whatever. The hawk. And it's been such a, an, a gorgeous journey of unlearning that. <laughs> I feel like this hawk wrote a book called Eat, Pray, Love, but the prey is with an E. You know what I mean? Oh, Andrew. And that brings us back to the fact that we are absolutely gorgeous millionaires we are gorgeous millionaires very successful we have a lot of industry heat it's a very chatty podcast yep and um and we're okay with that and i think i think most okay of the people who listen to this are too if it's not your vibe we completely understand but as i'm sure you've uh, realized if you've lasted this far we are um always trying to distract ourselves from what we're scared of so this is going to be the vibe yes um it's great so this summer, we're we're coming towards the end of it. We are. Labor um, Day is soon upon of, us. Which we'll still read, you know, Urban Legisode sent in by you guys. Yes. But this whole summer, we've been in an interest of connecting with our uh, other people, which feels nice. We've been uh, just doing listener campfire tales. Mm -hmm. um, you guys send us scary stories, and then we simply read them on the pod. We sure do. Um, and uh, And today is another one of those days, folks. It is. Okay. Okay. Um, Anna, okay. do you have an impulse about whether you want to go first or second? I think I'd like to go first. Great. I love that. Um, okay, great. I'm excited about this one. This is from, uh, let me see how they sign, Carmen. Um, and Carmen, the subject line is, ma'am, miss, <laughs> mademoiselle. Wow. <laughs> A triptych. Okay, here we go. Hey, Anna and Andrew, I'm Carmen writing in from Philly. 
I'm new to the show, but have been binging and I love you guys so much. I have a scary story of my own to share. (laughs) I believe in spirits and such, but don't think I've had a genuine encounter. And although I love horror, horror, love horror. (laughs) I hope I never do. LOL. <laughs> I spent my. Th- <laughs> that was just the end of the email. Yep, okay, thanks. Right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I spent my 30th birthday in Paris and Amsterdam just last October. My birthday is the 29th. So now that I'm older and not under parental control, mm-hmm. I can actually celebrate and dress up for Halloween. <sighs> my creepy story started the first night in Paris. I checked into my hotel room. Me and my friend had separate rooms after my flight. This is like the gift of adulthood is having not having to share a bed, much less a room with your friend who you're traveling with. That's huge. That is the gift, yep. the truest gift. Um, welcome to 30. Here's your bed. <laughs> um, the plan was to shower and get dressed and meet her in the lobby so we could get some food. I had a toiletries bag that sat on the counter in the bathroom. The counter was pretty spacious and the bag wasn't close to the edge. After showering, I went into the room to pick out clothes and crash goes my toiletry bag onto the floor. I thought nothing of it, picked it up and went to leave the bathroom. But as soon as I turned to leave again, crash. I want to point out there is no way this bag was just falling. It was nowhere near an edge and the counter was wide. I was literally it was literally just sitting on the counter. So now freaked out, I put it back a third time. I back out of the bathroom to watch the bag as I leave, and nothing happens. I think, hmm, well, IDK what came over after the hmm? (laughs) I really didn't know what to think. I sigh relief and turn to pick out clothes. A minute later, crash! For background, I grew up Baptist, and my grandmother would bless anything with oil and pray. A person, an object, and most definitely a room. I use oils on my hair. I have locks. So I grabbed my hair oil and started flinging it around the room (laughs) saying, I rebuke you. Leave me alone. No, ma'am. Perfect. (laughs) You are literally a a Catholic cardinal. Like we need you. Yep. There we go. You need, this is your job now. (laughs) (laughs) Then close my eyes and prayed a short prayer. I put the toiletry bag up again, and with all the confidence of a 29.9-year-old with generalized anxiety disorder, turned to get dressed. And Andrew, Mm -hmm. nothing happened. Wow. And nothing weird happened for the rest of the trip. Wow. I like to think I was pretty cool under the pressure, but I never told anyone until this year, not even the friend I was on the trip with. <laughs> That's impressive, I have to say. This is insane. I tell my friends anytime I like remember about a fart that I'd forgotten about, <laughs> like I to not immediately tell everything to someone is a gift. <laughs> Anywho, hope this made you laugh and keep taking care of yourselves in this weird ass time. Love Carmen. Carmen. This and then is, Carmen says, oh, sorry. P.S. Instead of saying get out simultaneously this week, you should say go bowling or something. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's that's our that's Carmen. the lady from what was the town called? Uh, Somewhere in Kansas. Stump, Kansas. What was it? Oh, Sturt? Stuttle? Sturm. It was something. We'll, we'll figure it out beforehand. But um, we but yeah, we love we love that quote from that article. Carmen, this is very helpful. I will say just a little Carmen, bit of oil thrown around. So I rebuke thee really helpful um, tips for traveling. Really, really helpful tips. Um, yeah, this is a traveling episode. Okay. <laughs> it's about traveling. It is about uh, We traveling. should have said that earlier, but um, 
This is amazing. Uh, I'm so glad, Carmen, that you got to go to Paris in October and that you didn't wait for this October. Oh, that's um, true. Oof. No, I was just going to say, Carmen, you say that you uh, didn't have any genuinely creepy experiences, but you definitely have one. I know. And you got ahead of it. I think it? that's what's so impressive. You know? Yeah, that is exactly what being turning 30 is about. It's about you're allowed to set boundaries. Yes. This is, it's a new information. Especially um, with ghosts. Yeah. Especially with ghosts. Especially like, ugh, this is what pisses me off about haunted hotel rooms is that they're so expensive and you I spend know. so much money to get there. You're taking the risk that maybe you'll have bed bugs and absolutely ruin your entire life when you get home <laughs> and you're tired and you're not going to poop for the next two days. And the fact that there would be a ghost in there is like, excuse me, ma'am. Unfair. Don't do this to me. Yeah, I'm not going to pay $30 for two Ferrero Rochers in the fridge at my hotel room. <laughs> you know, like, so please leave me alone, ghost. Yeah. Sorry you, your children drowned in a, a <laughs> bathtub or whatever. I don't I don't know why you're here. <laughs> I also really do. I find something very helpful leaning back on, like, things your grandma did to make something not creepy anymore. Big time. I love that energy. I think that's really great. Also being um, resourceful Mm -hmm. and not being like, oh, well, I don't have the right thing. So I'm not going to I don't have the oil that my grandmother used. (laughs) Like use the oil you have. Yes. Use the oil you have. My grandma, um, when she she had like very terrible uh, night terrors Um, and what she would do to like wake herself up from the night terrors, which I always found very inspiring, was to like confront whatever was terrorizing her and just being like, I know what you're up to. <laughs> like, like just being like, okay, I see, I see everything that's going on, and I just want you to know that I know what you're up to, and I'm seeing everything. Like, and it would wake her it. up every <sighs> time. I just love that so much. People are not shaming ghosts enough. No, no. <laughs> There's dog shaming. What about ghost shaming? There is ghost shaming. There should be ghost shaming. Yeah, yeah. She would have um. She had a nightmare, and because because when we would visit, or if she would visit, she'd be in the other room. And uh, there was one where she had a nightmare that where there were all these little men in red shirts who were sneaking around her house <laughs> and mm-hmm. she was shouting at them. I know what you fellas are up to. Like, I'm not, I know you're in my house. And then that helped wake her up. Um, and then another time she dreamed that she had adopted um, someone who uh, was trying to murder her with scissors. And she oh, confronted yeah. her by being like, Listen, I, stabbing me to death isn't going to do anything. Like, like if you're unhappy, we need to talk about it. <laughs> it just tickles this, me. Yeah. Just treating the ghosts like they've fallen short of your expectations of them is, I think, really smart. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That is what the word rebuke means. And people. That is. I, I just, I rebuke you is something you can say. That I think a lot of people don't say. Right. I think I think when I say I rebuke you, it means like, hey, I have expectations as do you and I'm going to hold you to them. You know? Yeah. We're all adults here. We're all adults. Wow. I really do love this story, Carmen. This is really good. Carmen, this is amazing. And just to quote Carmen again, I rebuke you. Leave me alone. No, ma'am. Yes. Perfect. And then you close your eyes and pray a short prayer. And I think this is good. Anyone here listening has some kind of oil in their house. I know this to be true. Yes. Um, it If it's lube, that's okay, I think. I don't know. Yeah. It's water-based, yeah. but it's I think slippy. either works. 
Yeah. And you can do this. If you're ever scared, you can just do this. You might slip and fall later. Carmen, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> I, I hope it was a carpeted hotel room. <laughs> As I learned from spraying Lysol on the sides of furniture and wiping it and then falling on my damn ass. <laughs> You got to be careful about slips and falls, especially when you turn 30 at our age. At, you got to be careful. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's I've learned. You, I learned very young as a kid in Florida. You can't put sunscreen on the bottom of your feet because <laughs> you go inside your ass is grass. That's it. You're, <laughs> that is so true. Andrew. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> you can't do it. Can't do it. You got to either you got you got to keep your feet facing hell <laughs> if you want to keep them not burned. Um, well, thank you, Carmen. I'm, thank I'm you, Carmen. amazed at this, Anna, because you and I did not plan this ahead of time, but my story is also a travel-related story. <gasps> yes. In this travel Everyone episode. get on a plane. Every- get on a plane. <laughs> um, so this one is from an old friend of mine. This is from, <gasps> this is from my old friend, Zach, who we've known each other since we were in sixth grade in Florida. We went to a performing arts school together, or I guess we went to just an art school. I was in visual arts at the time. He was like in sixth grade, like he was like the actor, you know? Um, Oh my God. Powerful. A powerful person. Yeah. He played one of the Pevensey children in a, in a stage adaptation of the Chronicles of Narnia. I remember being very impressed. Um, Yeah. No, Zach is great. Uh, But he sent this story, which caught my eye because um, the subject line is bloody Mary Eid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Uh, Hi, I apologize for the silly title, but I wanted to give my story some of that folksy Dear Abby treatment. I think it's great, Zach. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. I have a story that can probably be chalked up to a sick Hilton marketing ploy, but I'll let you cool wolves and witches be the judge. (laughs) I hope that's a reference to Carol Baskin, all you cool cats and kittens. I think it is. And it also feeds into that Chronicles of Narnia thing. Wolves, white witch, everything. Okay. It sure do. Um, I used to travel extensively for work to gorgeous places like Aberdeen, South Dakota and Grand Island, Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) On these trips, I'd prefer to fly to a major hub and then drive the beautiful landscapes from one spot to the next. I'd drive the eight hours through our Purple Mountains Majesty and then post up in a local Hampton Inn in downtown wherever for the night. I love a Hampton Inn. That's the one my parents were always like, if it's not Hampton, it's nothing. You know, that was their hotel. I didn't know. That I, I've worked at many Hampton Inns and <laughs> I find them to be the friendliest and best. Oh, good. Um, yeah. A lot of hotels are spooky feeling. You get a sense that a lot of positive energy or negative energy is usually experienced there. And surely that imprints somehow. Anyway, one day in January of 2019, I left Sioux Falls, South Dakota for Rapid City. Fuck Mount Rushmore colonizers. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Wow. We are primarily a radical political podcast, hunty. It was a clear, crisp evening when I pulled up to my hotel for the night. I opened up my Hilton app and selected my room of choice, a spacious corner room away from the elevator. How rare that a corner suite is open. I ordered room service, brag, (laughs) and put on my PJs. Okay. (laughs) This tells me a lot about Zach if I didn't know him already because – to bring PJs on a work trip, I'm like, wow, that implies expert travelhood. You know what I mean? That's true. It took me a while to remember that I also sleep when I'm somewhere else. I think for the first while of traveling, I was like, I'll just be naked. I don't know. <laughs> that's the most, if there's a fire in the night, that's the most sensible way to be when I run out of the room. 
I want to feed the flames. <laughs> um, okay. I was admiring the beautiful, albeit drafty windows overlooking downtown Rapid City when I heard a knock at the door announcing room service. When I opened the door, I invited them in to set the food on the table. Instead, the food runner handed me my tray and hightailed it out of there. I was confused, as normally they set it in the room, but I thought nothing of it and settled in for a nice night. I slept great. The windows created a nice cross breeze that kept me cozy all night. (laughs) I quickly showered, and as I got out, I noticed writing on the mirror that said, Help! (laughs) Pictured below, and he did send a picture, and gentle listener, it does indeed say help underlined three times in the condensation of the mirror. Mm -hmm. I thought... That's weird because it looked like a small finger had written it. I thought it must be someone being silly and writing things in the mirror before they checked out. As I was drying my hair with the towel, I opened my eyes and saw blood on the floor and then my hands. (laughs) Ma'am, I get nosebleeds and dry climbs, but it still spooked my whole ass off. So I hightailed it out of there. Later, I looked up the hotel and it's well known to be a spookapalooza. A woman hanged herself, or did she, on her wedding night in the room I stayed in? Oh, this is a, at a Hampton Inn. This is a classic trope that I that I, as as Zach mentions earlier on, assume to be like, okay, this is a thing that maybe hotels do to get people to go. But I think it's it's one of those urban legend things where it's like there must be some truth to it at some point. But now all these hotels like have been bought up by like Best Western or Hampton Inn or DoubleTree or whatever. And so like inevitably horrible things have happened there, but it's funny to think that that could be it like a Hampton Inn. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure it was, especially if it was somewhere small. Exactly. Even though I didn't see her as many patrons do, I was still spooked. Covering my bases, I said in my car as I drove past Mount, as I drove past Mount Rushmore, I'm sorry that bad things happened to you. If you need any positive support, please let me know, but I don't want you following me. And at that moment, my nose started to bleed. <laughs> Moral of the story, don't let the Hilton app give you a spooky room. <laughs> Thanks for reading. I adore your pod, Zach. Wow. And indeed, Zach sends the help, which we'll post on our socials. Um, and also this uh, entry from Haunted Rooms, which I'm guessing is like a, a hotel website. And sure enough, in this very room that Zach stayed in, in some cases, such as a message of help me that appeared on a shower window when the room was steamed up, there is a logical explanation. (laughs) But it's so funny that, again, there is a, even if it's people doing this, there is such a weird sort of supernatural power to something that compels people to like keep an urban legend going. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would. It's also like Stephen King talks a lot about this about like hotel rooms and why he's so fascinated with it. And it's just the idea that many people are coming in and sleeping there, and you know, feeling all sorts of feelings, and just like the s- spiritual residue of sharing a space with lots of other people when they are in private, and right. now you're in private and they're not there. Like it. That's very true. I'm so glad they message um i just stayed at a place um over covid that had because i i had to find somewhere to work because the wi-fi wasn't working at jason's apartment so we went and got an airbnb at this old house that used to be owned by 
not Deborah Kerr, but someone like that. <laughs> um, I want to maintain anonymity, yes. but um, uh, and help appeared in the mirror in the shower, and I immediately pictured like some sunburned blonde asshole kid writing it. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I don't, it's an- and hearing this in someone else, my first instinct was to be like, it was just a person. It was a kid. The kids write that. Whatever. I probably wrote it too. But like. I don't know. If I did that the as a kid, sucks. I think I would feel guilty forever. You know? <laughs> you would. That I believe. Yeah. I I believe that you would feel bad forever. I think I told you that one time we in our house in New Hampshire, we um, were convinced that there was a haunting that was occurring downstairs primarily because there was like um, a, a boarded up room, I think. Like that oh. may have been used for coal or something like that. But I remember always peeking through this last to look at it. But my aunt lived in the basement with us for a while. She was like, she's very no nonsense. She was like, yes, it's absolutely haunted. And so I went down there and I was desperate to find some proof. And I would like feel creepy things, but I was like, this isn't going to do any good. So I took a little thing of baby powder down and I like put it down on the ground to like see if there were any footprints. And then I realized that when I had put the baby powder down on the ground, it kind of was like puffed up in a cloud. And then I was like, I'm going to take a picture of this and say it's a ghost. And I did. And I got that picture developed. And I think I told one person that I got, like one of my friends, I was like, I took a picture of a ghost and showed it to him. And I felt guilty about it for months. And then finally I had to be like, it's baby powder. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I couldn't oh, deal with the God. pressure of that, of that uh, supernatural lie. Oh, yeah. Too much pressure. Um, Zach, this was excellent. Carmen, also excellent. Two very different but very viable responses to being in a haunted hotel room. Um, I appreciate Carmen's fortitude and being like, I'm setting a boundary. And I appreciate Zach's compassion to a ghost and setting a boundary. You know what I mean? Saying like, I get it. I know it's hard. I know maybe you want something from me. I just can't do that for you right now. You know? This is great. This is about how to be an adult when there's ghosts around. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It is. We don't think about that enough. How to still be an adult when there's ghosts. We certainly don't. Oh, gosh. Um, Wow. This has been so fun, Andrew. I loved this one. This one was this was really great. And and again, it gave me some good um, pointers for traveling in supernatural uh, areas. Oh, yeah. We you got to travel sometimes. And sometimes there's ghosts where you're going. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes there is ghosts where you're going. Yeah. Very important. Think about that. Think about that. Um, Anna, this is very fun. It's very fun recording, albeit remotely, in a new place uh, together with you in the same time zone. Very much appreciated. Um, Oh, thank you for always being a good boy. (laughs) And Anna, should we follow through with Carmen's request to uh, end our podcast a little differently today? Go Go bowling or or something. something. Love that. Get out. (laughs) Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.